0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, February 8th, 2021. And today we're reading from the big book. We're in chapter three, page 35, the third paragraph. We told them what we knew, one paragraph only. Today's readers are, thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Mary G. For the 12 Traditions, Joni C. And reading the text are Ken, W.H., Nancy P., and Kathy S. As our backup. And the reference number for Sunday, February 7, 2021, special edition is 16,354. That's 16354. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary G to read the 12 steps. Star one, Mary G.
1: Good morning, can you hear me now?
0: Yes, we can.
1: Okay,
2: thank you. Good morning, Mary G. Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Minnesota. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
3: Pass.
0: Thank you, Mary. I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 Traditions.
3: This is Joni C. from Minnesota. The 12 Traditions of OA. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self supporting, decli- declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communications. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Joni And today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 35, the third paragraph. We told him what we knew, reading just one paragraph. And I will ask Ken WH to begin reading.
4: Good morning. Sorry, Thank you. you. Okay, There you are. Thank you,
5: Katie. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Ken WH from Cary, North Carolina, a recovered compulsive overeater. We told him what we knew of alcoholism and the answer we had found. He made a beginning. His family was reassembled and he began to work as a salesman for the business he had lost through drinking. All went well for a time, but he failed to enlarge his spiritual life. To his consternation, he found himself drunk half a dozen times in rapid succession. On each of these occasions, We worked with him reviewing carefully what had happened. He agreed he was a real alcoholic and in a serious condition. He knew he faced another trip to the asylum if he kept on. Moreover, he would lose his family for whom he had a deep affection. Uh, grateful to be here this morning and to share. This is a a painful paragraph uh, for me in many ways, Uh, but I'll start with um, the the part uh, we told him, and uh yesterday morning on special edition was an absolutely wonderful share from Aaron uh, regarding story and remembering our stories to be able to tell them to be of service to others in the process of telling uh, telling about um, my experience with food and um, what worked and what didn't over the years, and that that created an atmosphere of of identity that, that somebody could perhaps identify with my journey with food. It was just a wonderful share, so I recommend it to anyone. Um, I spent years and years and years uh, wandering around in the in the uh, <laughs> the funhouse, house if you will of of food um just with the terrors in there and everything else of being um lost and um and I was in the process of losing everything um, including my life I and my family history is horrible with respect to heart disease and uh, I was pushing all the boundaries um overweight cholesterol you name it Uh, And still continuing to eat. Uh, I was in recovery from another program and continuing to eat. Um, I had not grasped the doctor's opinion. In fact, hadn't spent much time at all reading that over the years. Um, But what happened to me is that in the midst of my studies about God and um, somehow trying to learn all I could about God, I had failed to enlarge my spiritual life and i continued to relapse i continued to be into the food uh, in spite of my so-called knowledgeable relationship to god Um, i did not expand my spiritual life i didn't have a personal relationship i didn't understand god as the power that would um, heal um, my addiction and i knew it was killing me and i knew um I had a whole lot more yet to lose if if I continued. Uh, so expanding the spiritual life, uh, a simple kit of spiritual tools laid before us, um, that's what I needed to pick up. That's what I needed to continue on my road. And um, ever since I've gotten to uh, the vision meeting this past year, um, back in February, before covid Um, it it has changed my life, and I have uh, embraced the reality of my addiction and uh, the need for God. Time, please. Thank you so much, Katie, and that's all I have to share. Thank you for letting me be of service today.
0: Thank you, Ken. And um, so we're going to be taking names um, to share on the third paragraph on page 35. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who would like to share?
6: Katie G. G. Katie
7: Katie G. from Boston. Melissa.
0: You're
6: on, ma'am.
0: Okay. um,
6: Whoa, what the hell?
0: Okay, 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 let's just stop for one second, please. Um, I think I heard Harlan G and then Katie G and Melissa C and Johan M and Tina S. Um and Tina S. Did I miss anyone or make anything up? Lynn D. Yes. Nancy P. And Nancy P. Okay, let's stop there. Okay. Um,
6: Katie, unmute.
8: Katie, we lost you.
0: Okay, well, I don't know how that happened. Okay, Harlan G., Katie G., Melissa C., Johan M., Elise M., Tina S., Lynn D., and Nancy P. Go on, please. Uh, Go ahead, please, Harlan. Thank you.
6: Okay, thank you, Katie. Thank you for your service. Thank you to Team Monday. For making this possible, uh, I am Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are looking at the story of Ralph Furlong. Ralph Furlong was a real person. Matter of fact, his sister loaned Bill Wilson some money to get the book out of the printer's office. And Ralph wrote a story in the first edition called Another Prodigal Son. Ralph was, uh, the story was not continued in any of the other editions, but it's called Another Prodigal Son. When I look at this paragraph, there's a ton of information in here, and the ton of information is sometimes lost because it's very subtle. It says, we told him what we knew of alcoholism. What does that mean? What did they tell him? They told him of the allergy of the body and they told him of the twist of the mind. That's what they were telling him when they told him what they knew of alcoholism and the answer that they had found. So if the twist of the mind and the allergy, excuse me, is step one, the answer they had found was step two, the spiritual answer, and he made a beginning, which means he worked steps one, two, and three, because step three is a decision and a beginning. His family was reassembled, and he began to work as a salesman in business. He had lost through drinking. He failed to enlarge his spiritual life. If you've done the first three steps, how do you expand? How do you enlarge your spiritual life? Step three is just a decision to do steps four through 12 every day for the rest of your life. He didn't do four through 12. He stopped. And then he found himself drunk a half a dozen times in rapid succession. Now, here's a word that a lot of people miss. And what a lot of people will call me up and say is, I'm not going to drop my sponsee because they keep eating because it says in the big book that you don't do that. And I said, show me where it says that. And they point to this line and it says, On each of these occasions, we worked with him. It doesn't say on each of these occasions, I worked with him. It says on each of these occasions, we worked with him. And when they said we worked with him, what that means is they passed him around. They didn't let him languish with one sponsor. They passed him around reviewing carefully what had happened. He agreed he was a real alcoholic and in a serious condition. And... When you look at this story of Ralph Furlong, what you see is what you see today in OA, what you see today in AA, what you see today all over the place, and that is a failure on the person's part to continue to work the steps. So many times in my life I stopped. I have 42 years in this program with 22 years of abstinence. You do the math. I languished in this program doing a step here and a step there with no continuity. So when I look Time, at this please. paragraph, I will say it's very, very educational. Thank you, Katie. And thank you for your service. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Harlan. Okay, Katie G., you're up, followed by Melissa C.
7: Hey, Katie F., thanks for taking the meeting. Katie G., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. Um, Words are really important to me, as they are to so many of us, and I think it's interesting that he does not say he fails to enlarge and stabilize his emotional life. He says he fails to enlarge his spiritual life, right? And um, that reminds me of Bill's story on page 14, where it says, four of an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others. He could not survive the certain trials and low spots again and basically he was going to eat and you know i for me it's really important that i get out of the psychological realm and hear what the words of the big book teach me which is that i have a mental i have a mental problem and that includes my emotional but i i don't process reality and what does that mean for me right here it means I too, I've been in the rooms for 16 years. I've been abstinent and recovered for five because I all went well for a while. I got a graduate degree, hubs came into my life. It was going well, right? Feel better, look better, having a better time. And yet having stuff and feeling good, having no buildup of human emotions, having stable human emotions, I went back each and every time because i have this lie in my head i'm going to be okay i will be okay if you if i'm you i will be okay once i have a boyfriend a husband two children a house no job a job you know and those are the lies of the disease and the truth is no external makes me feel better. So I stop eating. I eat because I have a mental twist of the mind that says you got to do this each and every time. Um, and I also want to comment, um, it, it, I, I get anxious when, when you call me and some people say to me, oh, I'm done with the steps. I'm done with the steps. Really? Tell me where in the book it says I'm done with the steps. Step 10, continue, continue, continue. And um, recently um, an alcoholic pointed out to me, so at the end of 164, right, they say, um, we realize we know only a little. Holy smokes, I base my life on the first 164 pages of this book, and they're saying we know only a little. Holy humility. I mean, come on, I need my seats in Overeaters Anonymous, and please, God, let me never be so silly as to say I'm done with the steps. because for me, the truth is I'm either growing or I'm going. And today, you know, I can say, thank God I have, um, I I know that my thoughts are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and I know what to do with them. And I'm not eating, and I'm not starving, and I'm not believing the lie that if I get what I want, I will be happy. Thank God for all the things I've not And thank God for all of you. I'm so grateful to trudge together for another day. And with that, I pass. Thank
0: you, Katie G. Okay, Melissa C., you're up, followed by Johan M.
3: Hi.
9: Thanks, Katie. Thank you for your service. Good morning. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. Um, Yeah, when I read about Jim, what I get from his story is that, that he was helped, and he was surprised right and and I think that often happens like we're surprised that rapidly unplanned finding yourself back in the food and and it's you know I have to say like that's the hardest part of of this that it seems it's unplanned it's um it takes people by surprise and and then the reviewing carefully you know. It's kind of, it's an annoying part. It's like, ugh, like, really, can't you just put it down and, and keep moving? Um, but but it's an important, and if, even if it's an unwelcoming part of working with others, it, it is still an important part. Um, you know, some, so it's like, then what do we review? Like, what is it that we're actually reviewing with a person um, when they pick up? Um, sometimes it's food information. Sometimes, you know, that does need to be reviewed. They need, like, um, I needed, you know, um, further um, identification of what my allergy was, of what my food behaviors were. But once you're clear about that, you know, then what's reviewed? You know, okay, so what happened, right? What was your thinking? And that doesn't mean, you know, what reviewed what the other person did that got you pissed off, right? Because I think sometimes that's what happens. Let me tell you all the horrible things that happened that preceded, but that's not it. It's it's what in my thinking was problematic for me, and it's self-centered. You know, selfishness is the root of this problem. So I think what really gets reviewed is how can you start thinking of others, even right from the beginning self-sacrifice working with others um that's what removes selfishness and self-centeredness and you know right away we can start being useful there's a million ways to be useful and sometimes that's really Um, What we review together, like, okay, so you're annoyed by this and this and this and this. Let's discuss some, you know, opportunities for you to be useful in, in your world today. And it can start, I mean, it could start right in your kitchen. It can start in, like, you know, taking out something for someone else, putting something away for someone else. I found that the best way for me to stop thinking about my problems is to start helping other people. And that, I think, is often what we get to review with one another. Thanks, with that I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Melissa C. Johan M., you're up, followed by Elise M.
10: Hi, hello. My name is uh, Johan M., I'm like Nancy, and I'm a recovered compulsive warrior in Sweden. Thank you so much for the service today and for the share so far, uh, for the lead share and all that, the other share. It's been amazing, fantastic listening to it. And uh, I could really identify with this uh, with this paragraph. When I came to Hawaii, I made a beginning, but I did not enlarge my spiritual life, which meant that I I, I took a sponsor, I started working the steps, I made it on eating every now and then, and. Uh, uh, which made me, you know, I was dragging the steps, which, uh, and I hadn't really put the food down, which made me, of course, you know, after a few months, I go out for a huge binge. Uh, and I'm so grateful for that today that, uh, you know, that the food shows the way, that the pain shows the way, because in that pain, I found this willingness to do this program uh, to the full extent. Uh, so... I I started over and uh, I went through the steps really quickly and I had a spiritual awakening. And today I continue to work in, in step uh, 10, 11 and 12 on a daily basis. And uh, thanks to that, God keeps me abstinent. And you know, it's not every day that I want to uh, call my sponsor. It's not every day that I want to take the calls from my son get up in the morning, do my 11 steps, do my 10 steps during the day. It's not every day I want to go to work to, you know, to earn money, to pay my rent. It's not every day that I want to take care of my children. But I need to do this. Uh, it's not, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't need to do this because, or because I, I want to. It's not, it's not a question if I if want to or not. It's a question about doing it. Because if I do the work, even if, if I'm not willing, if I go into action, if I work step 10, 11 and 12 to the best of my ability every day, I, I get to live a wonderful life, happy, joyous and free. And it's such a blessing to be, to be in this program and to be on these meetings. Uh, They've had a huge impact on my recovery and still do. And yeah, I'm just so grateful to be I'm great to be a compulsive reader. Otherwise, I would never have found a way and I wouldn't have found this beautiful program. So there is a solution and the solution is in the steps in the big book and working them together with a sponsor. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Johan M. And Elise M., it's your turn, followed by Tina S.
8: Hi, good morning. This is Elise N. Um, thank every. like to thank everybody for their service, and I'm grateful to God for bringing me back to the meeting, so I have the willingness to be here. Um, so this, you know, paragraph talks about letting go of discipline and going back into the addiction, which is um, what happened to me. Um, and I can just speak for, you know, I think that... Um, I'm the type of person I'm either doing it or I'm not. I'm either thrown into it and really working it or I'm not. And um it's very hard for me to get back once I'm out. Um but um I'm very grateful because, you know, each each time um it's a new experience I have a, a new sponsor and I've had wonderful sponsors that has Anytime I've gone off or had a hard time, it's nothing to do with the sponsor. Um, and uh, she's very spiritual and, you know, uh, helping me connect with God in a way that I've never connected with God before. Um, and helping me to know that everything comes, comes everything that I have um, comes from, from him. And, uh, and that you know, that everything I'm doing, everything, and the whole, the whole way that I'm able to be abstinent is, is, um, is a gift. I have to, I have, certainly I have to work. I have to do the work, but it is a gift. And, um, because many people die of this disease. I saw my, um, one of my closest friends died of this disease, um, this year. And, uh, she was young. Um I don't know exactly, but it is certainly complications of this disease and I miss her terribly. Um and I recently saw myself as in the same boat as her, you know, and now I don't and it it's it's it only takes a short time of being um absent and working a program for anyone out there that's suffering terribly it only takes a very short time before you feel feel good again and you you know and you feel like you can go on and you're not you know mired in uh grief the uh the sadness of being in the food and then it continues to get better and better until you can help other people um and and um, that's the whole um, goal of this, I believe, is to serve God and help other people. And I hope I don't offend anybody by mentioning God, but that's just my higher power. So um, I hope everybody has a great day. And thanks for listening.
0: Bye, Tess. Uh, Thank you, Elise N. And Tina S., you're up, followed by Lynn D.
4: Thanks so much, Katie, for your service. Tina's recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Wow, heard some really great shares this morning, as usual. Which is, you know, so grateful to be one one among many on the line here, uh, one day at a time. And you know, I, I I also, you know, I think when I first read this stuff, I kind of skipped over this stuff because I thought, you know, it's pretty spiritual. And there you go with what I think, you know. Then I'm screwed pretty much. But you know. I read last night with a a sponsee again uh, a new sponsee, you know the doctor's opinion, and it talks about the allergy of the body and how, you know, if you leave that out, you know, that's just you're you're doomed to, you know, failure. But you know what I do know is that since I am such a good dieter, until I'm not, you know, it tells me on page forty-five that lack of power is actually my dilemma it's not the food it's not the booze it's not the sex it's not the drugs it's none of that it's lack of power and then it tells me you know then that's exactly what this book is about to enable me to find a power greater than myself which will solve my problem lack of power you know, and so, if I stay you know in steps you know one, two, and three, because I did that for a very long time, you know i'm going to just continue to stay sick because the solution, which was so greatly shared, I think Harlan shared it is in in two through twelve, you know, so I really have to go through the steps and get the transformation to be somebody different so that I do something different, you know and and that's the only way. Through you know um, to enlarge my spiritual life through uh, self sacrifice and work with and working with others, that's how that happens. But if I don't continue in step eleven and have some spiritual growth, you know I'm not going to stay recovered. You know, that's my experience. But, you know, also what I wanted to talk about it says, to his consternation, he found himself drunk half a dozen times in rapid succession. On each of these occasions, we worked with him. So when I'm sponsoring somebody and they're back in the food, I don't say, oh, sorry, see you later. You know, I can't help you no more. You're back in the food. It says, on each of these occasions, we worked with him. You know, so, and then, you know, because I know people that come here first time they think okay I got the diet because that's what I thought thank you very much until they don't have the diet so they're you know they're not working through the steps until they can get some information you know and get some direction on you know what people told me that I to do so that I could stay abstinent with from the food but continue to work through the steps to be free in step 10 you know um, you know, uh, some great stuff, anyway, I don't want to ramble, but I'm really looking forward to hearing some more shares, and with that, will pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Tina. Okay, Lynn D., you're up, followed by Nancy P., and then we'll open it up for more comments on page 35, the third paragraph. Go ahead, Lynn. Good morning. I'm Lynn D. from
11: California. I'm uh, a recovering compulsive overeater, and this is the first time on the line. Um, I'm working the steps with a um, great sponsor who encouraged me to start sharing on vision. And I could really relate to the relapsing of Jim and um, not enlarging uh, his spiritual life or my spiritual life. Um, I've been in a four-year relapse uh, choosing to le- leave OA, and I don't remember why, but um, I went off on my own. And there were times when I would ask my higher power to help me, but, you know, I really didn't mean it, so I was back in the food and spending money on plans and diets and I don't know what all. I can't even remember. But in my mind, I knew if I'd return to OA, I could be abstinent again. And I didn't know about Vision until a friend of mine told me last year and I started listening to Vision in March. <clears throat> and in December of last year, mid December, I said to myself, Lynn, give yourself a gift and get a sponsor in Vision. And I did. And it's been the best gift ever. Um, you know, quickly I heard they're saying today, but I've had the miracle of having the food thoughts lifted. And um, they plagued me all the time. I was either thinking about food or I was um, binging. So I'm really grateful to be here and to have the opportunity to share today. Thank you all very much. I pass.
0: Thank you. Okay, Nancy P., you're up, and then we'll open it up for more shares.
12: Hi, good morning, uh, Katie. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for letting me share. Let me just start my timer. Um, So this everybody's shared everything that I wanted to say, (laughs) but still, it's good to hear it. And, um, you know, I look at this and I say, yep, first three steps, we told him what we knew, the answer we had found, he made a beginning. Um, And then I see this next sentence where it says, all went well for a time, but he failed to enlarge his spiritual life. So we enlarge something when it's too small or when it feels tight. Um, And, you know, his spiritual life for, you know, in the the context of this paragraph, that's steps four through 12, like the skill set, you know, that we learn in four through 12, which of course we do have to um, practice every day um, for the rest of our lives, as others have said. And what struck me this in reading this is to his consternation he found himself drunk half a dozen times. So the guy hears the first three steps, you know, nods, I imagine, and says, yep, I'm going to do that, and then is aggravated and irritated and stunned when he finds himself drunk. Um, and to me, that is... A, clear indication of this parallel thinking that they talk about, Um, don't want to give away the plot, but the next page, the next couple of pages, parallel to our sound reasoning, Um, this other sort of thing, so parallel meaning runs alongside at the same distance without ever touching to infinity. And that was my thinking. You know, that was how I was. I just I can't say celebrated, but I, I guess I can say celebrated. I just celebrated my fiftieth, five zero years in this program and for the first forty seven of them, I had no there was no meeting, there was no connection between my actions and my thinking. It's in my mind you know, like I would be like, Ah, I did it again. It's like if I learn a new skill how to how to knit, how to cook, how to sew, how to garden, anything. I did it again. Geez, I'll I'll learn, you know, and then eventually I learn and I get past it and and I, I continue on. And in this case, I never, ever learned. And it wasn't because I didn't enlarge my spiritual life. It was because I didn't have a spiritual life. And, you know, anybody who's talked to me or heard me on the phone or called me up, they know what my feeling is about this God thing. And I'm not really into it. And there's a lot of us on the line because I get a lot of calls. And, um, but... But yet, I had to get over that hump if I was going to recover. And I found a way to do that that works for me, and it works really well. And yes, I have to do it every single day. And I do do it every single day. And far from taking the time that I thought it was going to take and prevent me from doing all this other stuff that I wanted to do, all the other you know, wonderful things that I wanted to do, far from taking away from time for that, it made the time for that. And um, I have no excuses anymore. I listen to this meeting five days a week unless I have a doctor's appointment. That's pretty much the only reason. Um, And, um, yeah, with that, I'll pass. Thank
0: you, Nancy. Okay, so although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who would like to share on the third paragraph on page 35?
13: Chris M. Jane
0: S., Chris M, Jane S. Carol Cheryl B. Cheryl or Carol? Carol. Carol B is in boy? Yep. Okay.
1: Davilene E.
0: davelin E. Okay. Linda Linda R. R. I'll probably take one more. Okay, well, let's go with this lineup. Chris M., Jane S., Carol B., Dabalyn E.,
14: and Linda R. Go ahead, please, Chris. Good morning. Thank you. This is Chris M. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in New York. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Thanks. Um, So, yes, this paragraph um, all went well for a time, but he failed to enlarge his spiritual life. So I came into the program in 1986. I was 22. Um, After years of restricting, I had gotten married, gotten pregnant, and started eating regular and gained 60 plus pounds. and. It was unacceptable to me that I was now 30 pounds overweight, uh, you know, after a few months, (coughs) Um, came into the program and immediately had a sense of relief. Like I could exhale, like, oh, yes, this is where I belong. Yes, the spiritual life. Yes, emotional recovery. Yes, um, you know, a food plan, you know, because I come from restricting. So yeah, okay, good. These people are, you know, they understand, you know, can't eat too much. Um, And, you know, that worked for a while. But then I really became a chronic non-recoverer for the next 30 some odd years. And it It's not until I came into the program, um, Vision for You, within the last couple of years, and specifically since April, that I've been recovering truly and feel recovered today. But for me, part of not enlarging the spiritual life, which is why I believe that I did not have um, recovery all those years, was that, um, you know, in the beginning, I kind of look at it that there's like a, a, a thick thread, like in the beginning, like, oh, this relief. Yes, I feel attached to this program, to this philosophy, to this way of life. Yes, I feel attachment. And there's a thick, there's a thick like, yarn or string that attaches me to it. And then as, as time goes by and I fail to enlarge my spiritual life, that, that, that string gets thinner and thinner and thinner, and all of a sudden it breaks. Um, Because I haven't maintained what it takes to keep that connection. And recently, um, I came up with these, I call them the four dirty words of a chronic non-recoverer. Obedience, surrender, submission, and sacrifice. Because that's what is required of me if I'm going to live a spiritual life. And I don't like any of those words. I fought against those words all my life. To me, that meant I was giving up a lot. And, the, you know, this I say that, that being in recovery is being in opposite world because in the giving up, I gained so much. Time, please, Chris. Back. Thank you. I gained my life back. And I have to live in those four dirty words every day because in order to to really enlarge my spiritual life, I have to give up a lot, Um, but it's worth it in the end. So thanks for your service, everyone. Have a wonderful day. I pass. Good morning. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Chris. And um, Jane S. here up, followed by Carol
13: B. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jane S. and I'm in New Hampshire. Can you hear me? yes thank you thank you everyone for your service and everyone for your shares and uh i uh my name is jane s and i live in new hampshire and i am a compulsive overeater and i'm grateful to hear myself say that today i've been listening to you and and walking with you all for almost five years on this line and i've never shared so here i am (laughs) Um, This paragraph, uh, as all the paragraphs have been just absolutely um, outstanding to me in the last month, uh, you've helped me all, you've all helped me review why I've continued to relapse for years. And uh, I've been coming around to OA um, almost for 12 years Um, as soon as I got into another, our parent program, and got into recovery from another addiction of mine. Uh, My sponsor gently uh, suggested I come into OA, and then I found a vision, and then I started listening. And uh, (laughs) you talk about a review. Um, That's what hit me today. For me, over the past month, um, I've listened to the 17 reasons why we relapse, and I could not answer in honesty that I had been doing all those things. So I was failing to enlarge my spiritual life for sure, even though I was sober. <laughs> and um, then I listened to 26 ways that my life was unmanageable. And um, I got a sponsor a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and she's helped me um, start with step one and drill down those 26 ways that my life is unmanageable. But what's really amazing is she's helped me look at how God can answer those problems for me and those challenges for me, and so now today I sit here today just celebrating 12 years in the other program, and I've woken up each day for the past couple of weeks with a obsession around food and my food behaviors having been lifted. So all I can say is that I'm totally grateful. I'm I'm I'm. Um, honored to be here and to listen to all of you and thank you for everyone who's shared your experience strength and hope with me so I can get where I am today I look forward to every day being with you thank you and thanks for letting me share my path
0: thank you Jane okay Carol B it's your turn followed by Devlin E
15: hello this is Carol B from Colorado this is my first time sharing and um What I wanted to share today is actually um, an experience I had while I was meditating that has to do with enlarging your spiritual life. Because I feel like I've always um, been very spiritual in my life, very close to God because that's my higher power. But this is um, something personal from my journal that I just want to say um, and this is what I wrote on Friday. I had a spiritual experience this morning pertaining to the things I have been learning in OA. I had just finished my morning prayers and was in my meditation. <clears throat> in my morning prayers, I had pleaded with God to know his plan for me for the day, just submitting myself to him, which I've always thought I had done coming from the spiritual background that I do. But when I started my meditation, a voice came to me and said, you know I have the power to heal you, don't you? And I answered in my mind, yes. Then the voice said to me, will you let me? I hesitated for a moment and then said yes. At that moment, such a calm came over me. I knew at that moment that I didn't have to be frustrated by my own will, that it truly is in God's hands. The voice continued, you know I love you very much. I said yes. And admit of my love for him, I do this often, but today it was different as I sat pondering with tears in my eyes, overwhelmed by this conversation and finishing up my meditation, I thought about all the shares I've heard over the last few weeks about really believing in that higher power in that is where the healing will come from that I can just rely, that I can't just rely on myself and my powerlessness over food any longer. I loved on page 35 in this book where it said, he failed to enlarge his spiritual life. I think even though I came from a spiritual background and have sought God's help in numerous ways, I had become complacent. I had not been enlarging my own spirituality the way I should, but since I've joined OA, it has been a huge focus for me. More than normal, this focus has given me the ability to hone in and to know that through God, I can be healed. And that without him, I'm really nothing. Or for those of you that believe in some other higher power, that you can be healed through your higher power. And I'm so grateful just for all the reach out calls that have come in and for these meetings that I listen to each day and learned so much from, and today I'm grateful for a loving Heavenly Father who knows me better than I know myself, and with that I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Carol. Okay, Davlin E., it's your turn, followed by Linda R.
1: Good morning. This is Davlin E., a grateful, Davlin. compulsive eater from Winnipeg, Canada. Reading this piece this morning, I am so grateful to all of you who make vision possible and the people who share on the line because I had no idea how much I had to learn. When I leave, read the line there that says, "But he, um, to his consternation, he found himself drunk half a dozen times in rapid succession. It still puzzles me why... I pick up when I am so sure, I'm, I'm delusional, obviously, when I'm so sure that I am living in 10, 11, and 12 and that I work these steps over and over again. And I finally realized on the weekend that I am delusional and I'm missing something and I don't know what it is. And I cannot do this by myself. I need my higher power and especially I need the guidance of people like you to teach me how to truly have a spiritual awakening. And so God pushed me over the cliff this weekend, and I reached out and was gifted with a sponsor in this program. And I am so excited and grateful both to know that I'm going to be finding out what I've been missing, that I can go into this like a newborn hopefully thinking that I know nothing and leave that big shotism, that know-it-all part of me behind. And I am so grateful you're all here. Thank you very much for listening. And with that, I will pass.
0: Thank you, Davlin E. And Linda R., it's your turn.
16: Thank you so much. This is Linda R., recovered in South Florida and very grateful to the fellowship. And thank you for your service on the line today. Well, this, For me, I've really been, like, um, just so happy and joyful to hear everybody shares about this. I came into program, I'm in program 50 years, November 29th. And I came in and thank you, dear Lord. You know, I got my abstinence at the beginning and I kept, you know, got my weight off and I've been maintaining my weight loss. However, I haven't had back-to-back food abstinence the entire time. And one of the things that, um, of late is that, you know, what I'm thinking of with this enlarging your spiritual life, when I finally came to terms with my food plan, you know, for years, at the beginning I came in on a very rigid, structured, everything was weight and measured, and, you know, it was like phenomenal. And that's what I'm back to now. Because right now, for me, it's the dignity of choice. That's why I'm in Overeaters Anonymous, because I have the dignity of choosing my own personal food plan that works for Linda, and... Nobody else's food plan. You know, I don't compare and contrast with anyone else because for me, if I don't have clean abstinence, then I can't enlarge my spiritual life. So the last decade in my recovered recovered life has really been um, focused on God because when the food is down, I can hear God. When I'm eating or my mental obsession takes over, no matter what it is, you know, thank God, like my abstinence, I've... You know, I've never done anything so terrible, you know, as far as binging and eating foods that are not on my food plan. You know, at times I was sloppy years ago. But now, because of the clean abstinence, I can look at my life and I can hear God's voice. And so for today, you know, when it, when it first said enlarge your spiritual life, I didn't know what that meant. Because I knew I was powerless. I knew I would believe in something greater than myself. And I made the decision, but I couldn't follow through for a long time with God. And now I work on that every single day. And uh, especially at night when I do my, I do 10th during the day and my 11th at night. It's my communion with my higher power. And my, I can write at night with him and actually put my pen to paper. Through the day, I'm communicating all day long and listening and just following whatever his guidance is. However, if I didn't have a dignified, that word dignity was what was coming up during our discussion today, that dignity of a food plan that I feel good about, that I can eat, that I'm healthy. You know, I came in, I was in my 20s, and now I'm in my 70s. So the food plan that worked back then was not serving me health-wise. So now I have a dignified food plan I, every day. I do my structure and the design. And then I'm able to hear my higher power, and he helps me to enlarge my spiritual life. So thank you. I am so blessed and so grateful, and thank you for allowing me to share today.
0: Well, thank you so much, Linda. Okay. Um, So let's see. We have just one more minute. If anybody wants a one-minute share, or else we can just uh, go ahead and close. Sandy from Nashville. Go ahead, Sandy. You have one minute.
4: Thank you. Enlarge my spiritual life. What does that mean? I mean, really, what does that mean? I think what it means is being willing to let go of my old ideas. And for me, my old idea was definitely I am not enough. And that idea was stronger than the food obsession. And all I can do is I'm powerless over that and really be open to God removing it in his own time. I had shared in the other meeting, God's delay is not God's denial. And just letting God transform my mind is the most important thing in my life without exception and with that I pass.
0: Thank you so much. Okay, so thank you to everyone who made this meeting possible and everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Monday, February eighth, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting is 16,358. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy P. please read A Vision for You, Our Book is Meant to Be Suggestive
12: Only? Hi, good morning again. Nancy P. recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got.